And we are live from the Bitcoin Grove Studios in Miami, Florida. Tonight's special guest host is Jay from Proof of Work Fitness. Wait, 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 wait. Who? Wait, hold on. What's going on here? <laughs> Brunch. I, I, man, like someone left the door open. God and well, Saturday night lit. What's November up? 25th. This is Chimp. This is Captain Brunch. And we've got a uh, special guest co-host, Jay, who's going to be uh, joining us shortly. Very, very shortly on the show here tonight. I'd love to have Jay on the show. What's going on, chat room? Yes, hello to the internet, anyone who might be listening to us live, and of course, anyone who's listening to us in the future. Yes, if you guys ever, please, if you're ever listening live, definitely join the chat, because there's always something going on. Pan is always dropping the memes. Yeah, right now we've got a chat on Telegram, so if you want to join that chat on Telegram, um, we don't have like a, uh, we don't have a URL yet, but probably if you searched for us, you would find us. Um, so Chimp, how's it going? How's your week been? Um, my stepmom had surgery. There was a cochlear implant. That's so like in the ear? Yeah. So apparently they cut the back of your ear, like literally rip it open uh-huh. and then put the little thing there and then it has to heal back up. So that's cyborg. Fun. She's a cyborg now. Slowly getting there. Maybe like, you know, <laughs> you, you could hide your, like your, your, your seed phrase in there. Pretty cool. Oh, uh, that was like a weird thing I heard this week. <laughs> it was a, I think it was a gag, but someone was like, oh, you know, the, they said, okay, take your seed phrase, split it in two, and then tattoo one half on, on the inside oh, yeah. of your left butt cheek <laughs> and then one half on the right side of your, you know. So like dumb. Right butt cheek. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, you know, Thanksgiving week, things have been pretty chill. Yeah, I worked. Um, I had a Chinese Thanksgiving. I don't know if the Chinese had oh, Thanksgiving, but I had, I, had, Chinese Thanksgiving. I had Chinese food for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I actually had a Chinese Thanksgiving a long time ago. Oh, yeah? I'll tell that story one day. One day. But um, I wanted to talk to you about something. I actually wanted to talk about Why it last week, but uh, but we didn't have time to bring it up last week. Somehow. Somehow. Even though we didn't even have a guest last week. So that was kind of cool. Like We just kind of babbled on. I mean, that's kind of the whole point, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I've been, you know, uh, Roz has been talking about this idea for cypherpunk radio. And so this is kind of reinvigorated within me, the brainstorming about potential radio shows. And you know me, I love podcasting and I love the idea of coming up with ideas for potential shows. So one idea for a show that I wanted to discuss with you, me, was something of a some some kind of a Miami music podcast? We've had this idea before. Yeah, this is nothing new, but this is you know again, it's been reinvigorated in me. Um, and so some of the notes I have here, I put most success. And part of the issue has to do with the fact that like a lot of big musicians or or popular and famous musicians, their uh, music is owned by these um, you know like by the record labels and. You know, to be able to play them, you have to license them through these licensing organizations like ASCAP and et cetera. BMI. Yeah, BMI. So it's like most musicians, they can't necessarily very easily participate in like the Bitcoin value for value podcasting 2.0 stuff. But because they just don't have the rights. Yeah, they don't have the rights. And so even if they wanted to, it would be like this whole production. But on, on the other hand, small time independent 
musicians and artists who don't have like these big record deals and who are like mostly playing local shows and you know, that kind of a thing. These people do own the rights to their music and, and some of them will oftentimes have, you know, actual, um, you know, like they'll have recordings, like they will have paid for productions to be made of their songs. So, uh, one of the ideas that kind of been running through my head is, is to basically pull together a repertoire or a catalog of local, like songs by local musicians or songs by local bands who essentially they would have to give us permission. I mean, I think we would ask them for permission, but, um, and then over time we would have, you know, grow this catalog to make it big enough that, you know, we, we would always have maybe like a good rotation of songs to play. Um, but on the radio you're talking about. Yes. On like on, but you know, like on internet radio on like theoretically cypherpunk radio or the show itself could, you know, there's various formats I've thought of. Like there could be, you know, perhaps a live version than, than, uh, than like the podcast sort of, you know, uh, for TV or for radio version, that's maybe cut to fit a certain time period. Um, I've also thought about like kind of, I think maybe just today I got the idea or yesterday. So just to push back real quick, how different is that from like FIU's like radio? You mean UM? Or UM? No, no, FIU. FIU, FIU has a radio? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if it's... Or whatever, any, that, that local so radio. How is it different? One of the ways that it's different is that it would be like us <laughs> picking the songs. Um, and then we, we start at the top. We don't have to get there. I think another <laughs> thing is... Uh, you know, we can definitely do research into it and I'm, you know, willing to put some legwork into shaping the idea a little bit better, but, um, and that's the other thing, like to me in my head, it means going out to shows and finding bands, meeting bands and yep. seeing, yeah. Yep. And so one of the other ideas that I wanted to mention before you pushed back, I, didn't, <laughs> I don't think you really pushed back. You just kind of asked a question. Asked a question. Is, um, that we could also interview like local musicians. And so we could have some of these local musicians coming onto the show, bands coming onto the show. We could be just talking to them about like the music industry, the music scene or lack thereof, um, about recording about whatever's interesting. And then we could have them do a live performance. And then all of that, whether it's playing, you know, tracks or the live performance, it could all be integrated with Bitcoin. Cool. And so that's what makes it different than the FIU radio station <laughs> is that they would be integrated with Bitcoin. I was trying to give you the, the alley-oop. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Like, what do you think? I mean, I think Jay's having fun posting <laughs> memes in the chat. That's all right. Good. All right. So but, I mean, come on. Well, at least give me some, give me some feedback. Before no, we, I mean, before we, before we of end course this I topic. love it. I mean, I, I, I don't know what you want me to tell you. I want, like, uh, there's you know, plenty of ideas on out there. a recording that you love. It is a, you're on a recording line. You're on a recorded line. And you yeah. have to say you love it. <clears throat> I, I just, love it when I see it happen. I think there's a lot of potential. Um, like we could maybe fundraise for it. Like, uh, you know, I, one idea or one aspect of it. And then why don't you go ahead and unmute Jay. He can get in on this now that you've already said you loved it. Um, like w one idea is that, you know, maybe instead of being like a local music, it could be like a Bitcoiners music, but I just feel like that's just too kitschy. I, I have to do my, my opening sound effect. <laughs> Jay, get in okay. here. 
Yeah, I guess Hi, guys. <laughs> I guess we, we like screamed at him and, and scared him away. So now he like now that we've invited him back in, he's got like this huge smile on his face. He feels it's, it's a safe space, Jay. It's okay. Welcome to the lit room. <laughs> so how's it going, Jay? Welcome back. It's been about more than a little more than a year, a few months more than a year. Yeah, I feel great. I feel really great. It's uh, it's great to be back. I have something to tell people where to go now. That was one of the things last time I was like, oh man, Action I, don't, I don't have a plug. <laughs> so he's, he, Jay's definitely going to be plugging men. So get ready to have your ears plugged. Oh, and I wanted to mention something that you know, I was muted for a reason. Um, earlier. <laughs> Way too long. <laughs> Never I was again. Like, I was like, I want, maybe if I say it loud enough, it, their mics will pick up. Well, Chimp and I were having an intimate moment. I, had a I, feeling was, I was having an intimate moment, I guess. And then I had a feeling because you're posting stuff. Like, okay, he wants to say something. He's trying to get the energy out. <laughs> but um, yeah, like about the guy with the seed phrase on either side of his <laughs> I was yeah, like, okay. so you get raped and you get your money stolen, your, your oh, Bitcoin stolen? Like, God. that is not a way to go out. Oh, God. It's a terrible idea. This is the way the Jay enters the show. <laughs> <laughs> he reminds us. Uh, yeah, it's just, and he was like, okay. And the whole idea is that you tell your family, okay, I've got my seed phrase tattooed on me somewhere. And you're like, this is why I feel like it's a joke because they're basically yeah. forcing their family to search your body and then to search your, your ass cheeks to find <laughs> to find your well i think the cops would find it first because that's the first thing they do yeah Whoop. right Whoop, but about the idea i uh yes yeah, it's, it's fun anything that we can bring bitcoin to the community and make it part of just everyday life like that's that's cool well i'm all about community chimp and i we know we used to be participants in the local music scene and we still know musicians so to me, I think it's in and of itself, like for the musicians, they would be open to um, like coming onto a show, you know, that, that has an theoretically an audience. Right. So to me, the first hurdle I see is, you know, oh, well, I already have um, I'm already a member of ASCAP or BMI or I don't think that's a problem. It's not. I don't think so, because I think what it is, is that like they have to own the rights to their music. And if they own the rights to their music, then we are, we're not monetizing their music. Can I understand what I'm, I'm saying? Like we're, we're not selling their tracks. So this is different than like a Spotify where you are logged into your account and Spotify is playing that artist track. It's like, we are essentially a radio program and we are not monetizing their tracks. We are allowing for donations to be given for the playing of the track, but we like the idea is to get permission from them to say like, Hey, like let us play your track for free. Okay. So as long as they give permission, then yeah. okay. That's a big part of the idea. Is and then real quick. So if you tattoo the inside of your butt cheeks, <laughs> you would have to wait for it to heal. So you can't poop for like a couple of days or else it's like, you know, it's, you know, run the ink. You would have to wear, yeah, oh, you'd have to wear that's it like how a, it works. That's not uh, like how a, it works. You're just, I'm sure that the girls that get the butt lifts, there's a way, <laughs> you know, they, they, you know, maybe they have to hold it, you know, in a, you know, position. And I have to so ask some questions. Yeah. All right. Cool. So Saturday Can't Night has turned way more into like the Howard Stern show this week. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, Jay. <Yeah. laughs> Not expecting it to go in that direction. Well, you started it over. Yeah. I just commented once oh, they I turned did, my mic I on. Did, I did bring it up. You know, I just, I cannot believe that. <laughs> I cannot believe myself. 
Oh, nice. A little technical difficulties going no. on right there. Just technical adjustments. All right. No so I'm going to start sending you some links. Oh, yeah. So we're going with the links today. We haven't had clips in a while. Yeah. So um, let's see. This link here is from the other SNL, the other SNL in my life, which is Stacker News Live. And that podcast comes out Fridays. You use Stacker News, right, Jay? Yeah, yeah. I'm a contributor on there. You can find me at Proof of Work Fitness underscores under each word. Yeah. So, do you want to set it up? Um. Uh, how much do I want to set this up? Shh. Crap. You know, I said I was going to be better prepared with these clips. Just go ahead and play it. Let's see what happens. Yeah. I mean, this has been this has been a big news okay, item of the it. week. God. <laughs> All right, so this has been a big news item of the week. Jay, can you guess? This has become a feature, right? A, a big news item of the week? Uh, I don't know. About the, the uh, Binance getting, you know, uh, the wrist slapped and CZ having to step down, the ETF. Okay, and, so before we continue the clip, let's talk about Binance. Awesome. This is not about Binance, but so this week it was announced. I think it was like Monday or Tuesday. When was it? Um, mm, I don't and know. You had Janet Yellen, and then who's the other guy? Um, the gosh, he's the, like. Anyway, so they announced that there was a settlement with Binance because the federal government had sued Binance over money laundering and all kinds of other crimes that crypto casinos tend to participate in, just like other banks. You know, they all do the same crap. And Binance has to pay four billion, four plus billion dollars, and. CZ, the CEO and president or something like that, whatever, the head of Binance, he has to step down for at least three years. So he cannot, he cannot be the leader of Binance for at least three years. Three year vacation. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, it basically means that he has to be a puppet master for three years instead of, you know, it's, it's like whenever Putin like had to wait the four years to run for president again. And he had the other guy that was there and he was just kind of like, Medvedev, yeah. yeah, Medvedev. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, my interpretation of this is mostly like, I think this is kind of, um, in a way, this is crypto being normalized, I feel. Oh, well, I was just, I was going to chime in afterwards. I was going to say, I read a tweet where somebody was making a, a guess saying that like the ETF approval for Bitcoin's ETF was, won't, won't be approved until Binance plays a, a larger or a smaller role in price discovery. And so this was just like a necessary step in order to get the ETF approval because now we have all the ETF providers, you know, using Coinbase. And now that we have the head of CZ that, you know, hits a lot of, um, you know, the confidence in the market. So maybe more people will move to uh, US-based exchanges and, you know, Coinbase in particular, mm-hmm. so that it plays um, more of a role in the price discovery. Or if, if it's just that if they continue to play an outsized role, but they are doing it in a way that is more in line with the interests of US regulators, you know, I think that's the, al- the alternative. Because I mean, to me, this is what I think about, this is why I think it's normalizing, because rather than this being going to a court and like there being a judgment, there's a settlement, right? So they have reached an agreement. So they've come to an accord, which means to say that to some extent, the government is getting what it wants out of Binance. So um, I don't know, expect strange things to happen in the future, but, uh, and maybe, you know, I don't know. I mean, this has been this has been a big news item of the week. Uh, sometime yesterday on Thanksgiving, 
in uh, the United States of America. Uh, Walt and Satoshi removed both of their applications or remove remove their application from both the Apple App Store and the Play Store on Google, citing uh, more or less an unwillingness to comply with uh, the regulations that they would have to comply with to operate. Okay, so that was Keon kind of going over the basic headline was that Wallet of Satoshi is no longer available in the Google Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store or whatever in the United States. Yeah, because they, uh, you know, it's custodial, right? So they take care of everything. They do everything with the node and all that kind of stuff. And it's a very easy and convenient way. And all the talking heads, you know, all the social (laughs) media influencers that talk about Bitcoin, they all say, oh, Wallet of Satoshi, it's so easy. And da 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 da. Like, they, yeah, it is. like oh, even though it's a custodial, from you know, that. <laughs> you know, it's like, just use the Wallet of Satoshi. I mean, but I've always pushed people, or not pushed, but like always recommended people to either download Moon or Phoenix and use those. And especially people that are just getting started, I say, use the Moon, use Phoenix. And that way you always have control of your Bitcoin. Make sure you, you know, back it up and all this kind of stuff so that you can recover in case you lose your phone. You don't give them the whole spill. But I don't start them off on something like that because it's just in like that. Like, that is exactly why. Like, you don't know if this company is going to be yeah. in, in, in um, you know, in business in five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so now I have to, like, go and find all the people that I've theoretically, you know, that I've, I've recommended Wallet of Satoshi and, uh, you know, transition them to something else. And this goes back to the, a, your fear we were talking about last week. <laughs> of being responsible for people's decisions, you know, like I hate it. But that's, this is why, you know, and this is something that we can definitely talk about, um, you know, the, the Bitcoin nonprofit and the Bitcoin for Beginners series of uh, potential, potential classes um, that we're going to be doing in the near future. Right. Because, you, you know, you're pretty much the main person who has stepped up to to want to help with doing the class and with interest in the the running of a nonprofit Bitcoin education organization. I'm sorry. Um, this is a podcast. So who are you talking to specifically? Yeah, you, you, you Jay, because <laughs> not Chimp. Not me. Chimp is just hanging out in his. Um, <laughs> I could barely put my underwear in his on. House, you know, I mean, he's mostly flinging shit at people who are coming by. Chimps walking dogs. That's pretty much all I do. <laughs> This dog walking thing, it's a popular uh, occupation of Bitcoiners. You're the second one that I know that, that does that. That's cool. Oh, I, don't I know. do it for myself. I mean, oh, I, or for the dog. I don't get paid for it. Oh. I, I get paid in like love and, you know, like that's my value. Well, but. you could stack some sats. You could find some other Bitcoiners and be like, hey, yo, pay me some Bitcoin and I'll walk your dog. No, I don't have time for that. Yeah, he's not trying to be. <laughs> I walk three or five miles a day for this dog. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like the organization of like if you had more animals, then you have to kind of wait for them all to show up or you have to pick them up or whatever the case is. It's just a big time commitment. Now, if I go on vacation, then I could do that. Hmm, that's yeah. a good idea. Some sats. I like that. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, that's a pretty interesting, simple kind of thing that people can do to, to stack Because there is a website called rover.com and you basically like, you know, like you put yourself up for... <clears throat> Oh, I'm a dog walker. And then someone finds you and then they hire you. So you could do the same thing, but with stats. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, anything that you can do to get more Bitcoin. I mean, that's less legally and, you know, within your moral, whatever. But like, yeah, do it. Yeah. Rob old ladies. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're okay with that. 
hey, what you, on your conscience. Why not? Are you gonna finish the clip? Mm, no, the clip is like a whole episode. Oh, because okay. Anyway, there was something about a rug, and there's like, oh, I'm not into rugs. I like carpet. Oh, let's. <laughs> All right. So wait, what? That so that is from the episode. So okay, can you play audio from the Telegram chat room? Yeah. Go to the Telegram chat room and just um. Did I post? Did I post that audio here? Because I didn't. It was out of context when you posted it. <laughs> but it was like, oh, it sounds like a rug. It was like, I'm not. I'm not into rugs. I'm more of a carpet guy. <laughs> more myself. of a carpet guy. Yeah. So that was in relation to. Oh yeah. So um. And it said, dude, you're not responsible for others' choices. So go up, and it's called clip spoilers. But if he holds their little normie hands and says, here, download this wallet. Did you? You can keep your Bitcoin here. It's in the Saturday Night Lit Telegram chat. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, so just go up above the memes and right above the memes, like there's two audio clips. Play the first one. My fear like with that is that they the just long. throw their hands up and say, you know what, this is too complicated. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like definitely. I don't want to have to move this stuff around. Ugh. That's why, this is why I'm, I'm not necessarily like 100% gung-ho on Lightning. You know, with Bitcoin you don't have to worry about that stuff. Like a, your, a Bitcoin wallet from 2015 is just as good as a Bitcoin wallet in 2023. And there, there's no issues about that kind of crap. But with lightning, it's, you know, like either you're hosting your own liquidity and you're running your own node and you're running your own lightning node, or you're relying on someone else's liquidity. And then you always have that potential for the service to close down. But even if you use Moon or, or, or Phoenix, there's ways that you can get it back to the base chain. That's the whole Yeah, I mean, deal. I'm saying, yeah, but, but, but what I mean is that like with a base chain Bitcoin wallet, you don't ever have to worry about anyone rug pulling or the app. Like the app could stop being but, maintained and, and the wallet would still work. But if you're using a custodian, you know, like to, to hold that base chain, then it's still the same risk. I mean, it's about... Well, no, but then it's, if, then, then it's not really... I mean, then it's paper Bitcoin, right? Like if someone is holding the Bitcoin for you, it's paper Bitcoin until it's like yours. And so, yeah, I mean, in a way, custodial Bitcoin is paper Bitcoin, but you got this clip. So this is in relation to the wallet of Satoshi closing down. And there's kind of, um, I guess they were, uh, Carr, one of the hosts on this was saying to Keon, who's going to be the main person talking that, you know, this is basically like a rug, kind of a rug. It appears... To not be a rugging type of situation. It is rugging so. season. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Just more kidding. of a carpet guy, but Just more kidding. of a carpet guy. Yes. Yeah, so I, so. I just love that clip. I'm more of a carpet guy. More Just of kidding. a carpet guy. <laughs> yeah. So shout out to Stacker News Live and the Stacker News people, Keon Carr. I don't think you guys listen to this, but if you ever do, I'm going to try to get them on the show. Nice. At some point. It would be nice to have them on the show. Where are they based out of? Do you know? Uh, Austin. Mm. They're based out of Pleb Lab in Austin. Cool beans. Yeah. So I sent you another link, champ, champ. And this is in the private, private message. Um, so this is interesting because I want to have a discussion that's actually not about what they're talking about. This is a clip from an episode of the Joe Rogan experience. And he's talking to comedian Dave Smith. And they're talking about the Federal Reserve Bank and like the way fractional reserve banking works. But this is towards the end of this like discussion that they're having. And they're talking about bank runs. And so I really want to use this as a, dis as a pivot for a discussion about the mempool and the congestion of the mempool. So it's like an analogy. 
think we have in the world. So essentially, if everybody came into the bank, or even just too many people came into the bank and said, we'd like to withdraw our money, there's nowhere near enough money for them to give you. So inherently, the whole thing is kind of a house of cards. It's like when you're going to a stadium and you try to use your cell phone, you realize there's no signal, even right. though you have five bars. Right. Because everyone's using their phone. Mm-hmm. So there's no signal for you. You right. can't get online. You can't make a phone call. That, right. Like this thing only works if we're not all trying to do it at the same time. Exactly. But if we do, yeah. then we're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. So... Yeah, so like I think it was interesting. So they go from talking about banks and how, you know, in the old days, like banks had physical cash. And so if a bunch of people went to the bank and tried to get the cash at the same time, you get a bank run and the, and the bank would not have the cash for people. And then they do bring it to like a modern situation, which is like cell phones at a stadium and how if everyone's using the cell phones at the same time, then you can't get like, you know, good bandwidth on your on your cell phone signal. It reminds me of people leaving a big concert and then everyone's trying to order an Uber oh, at the same yeah, an time. Uber at the same time. So, <laughs> so my, what I wanted to bring up was just kind of like an analogy with the mempool and the ordinals and all that stuff. So today there was, you know, more than 250 blocks waiting to be mined. And the average fee was over 40 Satoshis per virtual byte. And so I wonder like, is, is the block is block space kind of like a bank and and it's like so the money is the money is there so to speak but it's only as good as our ability to use it and so i mean i'm not trying to like you know bitcoin cash people or anything like that. <laughs> i'm just it's just kind of an interesting analogy like the block space if if there's a run on the block space if there's a bunch of transactions you know that there's essentially a run on the block space and then people can't get their transactions. Poor people especially can't get well, their yeah, transactions. So it's, it's just a matter of paying more um, of, of, of the stats, right? Yeah. Because it's the same thing like it's the like, like Uber analogy. Um, and then the Surge miners. pricing. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. miners have been getting just crazy fees for this year. This year has been, I think, probably like this is going to be T- times, you know, like times more profitable in terms of just the fees as opposed to the 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 mining subsidy. On that note, what do you guys think about mining or investing in the Bitcoin miners? Just can a you, quick answer, yes or no. Be, like, you know, do you think it's a good idea? But that's just a vague question. What do you mean by investing in the Bitcoin? How would you like, do that? <clears throat> through the stock market. No. Oh. Through your 401k or, you know, through your retail brokerage account. Interesting. And then would you have like, so they would be private companies or? or no, they're, they're public companies. Okay, they'd be public companies. Yeah. Hmm. Which is somehow also a private, you know, private company, right? Private corporation. Corporations are people. Do uh, we invest in FPL? Uh, you can. It's called Nextera. They own a few other companies as well. Uh, these monopolist bastards. I would, I'm going to go with no. I mean, I tend to be more bullish on the idea I'm bearish on the idea of publicly traded miners. I feel like, um, dad, what happened to one sad virtual bike? That's something from the distant past, my son. Yeah. It seems <laughs> like it more and more every day, unless we get like another big crash. Um, I think that publicly traded companies have perhaps in a certain way, a kind of pressure to satisfy government regulation and scrutiny in a way that private companies don't have to. 
And so I think this puts them at an economic disadvantage in the long run from from organizations that don't have to, you know, pay lip service whatsoever to, you know. So I, I think it's just there's more agility and there's more profit in a private circumstance than in a public. But there's so many gains that you can make if you especially play the volatility because they're a lot more volatile. Yeah, that's And it's that's like a, a leverage bet. That's just you a know? fiat game, right? So you're saying... Okay, the the bet is okay. Playing a fiat game, are we going to earn more Bitcoin than playing a proof of work game? More fiat to buy Bitcoin. Yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm bearish on that in the long run. I don't think that's a that's a winning bet a, yeah, in the a, long run. It's a strategy, like to get more Bitcoin. So you do some options. Like, do I? It's, it's a kind of a question of do you think Bitcoin miners are going to be the most profitable? Like, are are they the most profitable companies that you can mm-hmm. invest in? No, you, you're, you're betting that they're going to go up whenever Bitcoin goes into the next halving cycle. Then, you know, they're, the miners are going to make new all-time highs. You sell those profits, you buy yeah. more Bitcoin. So, I mean, I guess if your money is stuck in a circumstance where you have to put it somewhere, and then if you thought that that was a good bet to make, then go ahead. But if your money wasn't stuck there, then why not just buy Bitcoin? Right. But a you lot know. of people can't. Well, again, if you can't, I mean, that's... If you think this is like, you know, the, the best bet that you can make in terms of stock, like I tend to think that probably the Tesla stock is going to do very well in our lifetimes. I mean, I'm not an investor, so I don't own any Tesla stock, but, you know, they seem to play the, 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 the stock game very well. Amazon's probably going to like be dominating the stock. But all the miners are undervalued. I don't know. I'm not an investor. So are they undervalued or are they tremendously overvalued? Like, I don't know because now you're talking about technical analysis. You're talking about making sort of arbitrary. um, You're talking about making conclusions based on analyses from arbitrary like methodologies. I don't want to distract us or like get a sidetracked. I was just wondering. This is our show. (laughs) This is our show. We talk about it wherever we want. Okay. Well, (laughs) you know, I just, you know, I, I think that's a, that's an opportunity to, you know, make some gains. Not, not in like, it's just more of a like a way to get more money so that you can buy more Bitcoin and play that volatility. Cause you know, I mean, if you look at the market cycles and you look at how they operate, they, they do a lot, you know, a lot, they, you'll get more gains out of a Bitcoin miner, you know, in the short run than you would from Bitcoin. So Bitcoin's up say 10% a day. They're going to, they're going to That's go, timing the market, you know. right? So, right. So, I mean, now, I'll go back to the t- time in the market is better than timing the market or more profitable. Now, looking at it from the other side, though, would investing in these um, miners anyway be negative for, 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 for Bitcoin in the long run? Well, some people are, you know, guessing that people may uh, invest less in the Bitcoin miners if they approve the the ETF because people, you know, a lot of times will put their money in a Bitcoin miner because they also, can't so buy Bitcoin directly. That's another way to get exposure. So you right. can get exposure through the ETF as opposed to investing Same in the Same thing miners. with micro yeah. strategy. So micro strategy yeah. is, a, is a good bet because you, they actually, they're a functioning company that has cash flows and they can put that cash flow, buy leverage or get leverage, borrow, and then buy more Bitcoin. You, know, you brought up something that I thought was interesting. And this is one of the other big pieces of news that came out this week was, um, there was some sort of a chain analysis or um, researcher who found, I think it was six transactions that were on an OFAC mm. blacklist. And they were able to demonstrate, you know, through some sort of statistical analysis that th- 
those transactions had actually been censored by certain miners. And so in, in regards to the question of public, you know, uh, publicly traded miners, there's also, you know, are they good for Bitcoin in the long run or are they eventually going to turn into an attack vector on Bitcoin because they're going to be imposing more and more restrictions and censorship on the transactions that they're willing to process. And so then do we start to move towards that direction of the, you know, the virgin Bitcoin, the Mr. Clean, um, non-Chinese Bitcoin, where suddenly we're kind of creating more f social fungibility problems. That's, I mean, that's, that's something that we kind of saw with Marathon. The, you know, Marathon announced that they were going to do the OFAC compliant mining, but then, you know, there's a lot of uproar and then they, so they, they walked that back, but I believe it was a private F2 pool, which is based yeah. out of China that that happened with. So, and it's not a hundred percent like the person, the person that, that wrote that didn't know, but it could have been. And yeah, we have the two mining pools that control what over 50% or however they much control 52%. Yeah. 52%. But and some if, people are freaking out about that actually, that there's two mining pools, but I will, I'm not freaking out about it because they're mining pools. Right. If right. something happens, that, you know, let's just say they get taken offline, then that's more Bitcoin that the rest of us can mine. Yeah. And, and because they're pools, essentially the, 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 let's say the antagonists in question, they don't control all of the hash in those pools. And so people can leave those pools and go to other ones as necessary. So if this OFAC thing becomes more and more of a problem, you know, the people are going to, what, what do you call it? Like vote with their dollars or vote with their hash. You know, so are people are going to support this censorship regime or are they going to continue to push for Bitcoin as a censorship resistant technology? What if we only had mining pools? What if that was like the only thing? Well, there's, was... there's almost only mining pools yeah. in terms of like who actually gets Bitcoin. There okay. are solo miners. They do exist. And every once in a while, you'll get like a freak situation where some seemingly random individual will win a block. Yeah, because nice. it's just a random thing as long as they're doing the computation and if they just happen to find it, you know, by chance, then yeah, they, they win the block. It's it's crazy how that works. Like if, <laughs> if people don't understand about, you know, you're running that software so that it can make a lot of guesses, but you're, they're doing like, I don't know how many is thousands or trillions of hashes per second. Whatever the number is, <laughs> it's a big number of making guesses of trying to find the nonce it's e hashes so i don't know how many an e hash is but it's like a lot of it's a lot <laughs> it's so it's so many hashes in the universe i think you know i'm not too worried about it um some people are freaking out more than others um and the mining discussion is an ongoing it's like a perennial discussion we're never going to stop talking about it we're just never going to stop talking about it. Even when, even if we somehow come to some sort of a consensus on a fork to do with Bitcoin in regards to mining, we're still not going to stop talking about it. I don't know if you guys keep up with Samson Mao, but he's got a, a website or a company like Jan something, Jan Sport, not Jan Sport, Jan, Jan something. Jan Sport. Jan, Jan3.com, so whatever it is. Anyway, he, he helps with nation state adoption. And he had a, a tweet the other day that, you know, they're getting a lot of inbound requests 
to help with that, to help get um, companies you know started on this Bitcoin stuff. And I'm, whenever the FTF uh, FTX thing came out, there were you know it came out that I can't remember what the South Asian country it was. I wonder a, if I could um, for his company. It was a country that was located near India, but whatever it is, they have a lot of waterfalls, and they were mining a bunch of Bitcoin. And it somehow they had a little bit of a Bitcoin staked with either Blockstream or FTX or whatever. That's how it, that's how it got you know uh, brought to public attention. But there's there's countries that are doing that. They're not going out and announcing that what they're doing. Yeah. And you know with with the possibilities of being able to mine Bitcoin using methane and other other stuff like that, like from uh, landfills and stuff. I think we'll get more and more people like from the government, from the like um, municipalities that are working in our favor, that are like, no, we want to keep this decentralized. We don't want anybody exerting too much control. And then if, just like what happened with China, if if one country starts, you know, putting too much pressure, then it just moves over to the more favorable jurisdictions. Japan says Bhutan is doing that. Bhutan, yeah, yeah, that's it. They're one of the nations. Yeah, China still has like, a significant portion of the, the hash rate is funny. Yeah. And they just, uh, one company, sorry to interrupt you. Um, one, one of the companies just ordered 200 and something more miners. How so, so dare much for that. you? <laughs> <laughs> it's never ending. All right. So why don't we take a moment now, um, away from this, uh, because in fact, Jim, do you have any like, uh, audi, audi, audi in, intermezzo, audi, just say music. Yeah. Play some music, chimp. T 
teasing me or do we actually get some boost? <laughs> no, I just wanted to hit boost. <laughs> Man, you tease. So we are a podcasting 2.0 value for value podcast, which means that if you're listening on a modern podcast app, you can boost us. Um, but you could also send us some boosts through um, like our get Albi address. So what's our get Albi address? Why don't you? SNLit at getalby.com. Yeah, so you could do it that way as well. So Jay... Or you could be like Jay, who is um, streaming sats. He's streaming 26 mat sats every minute. Ooh, nice. That's very nice. Yeah, so, well, thank you, Jay. You're, you know, one of our big supporters on the on the the lightning, you know, value for value thing. Hey, I'm, you know, I'm big on community, and I want to support my people in Bitcoin. The, uh, the support is great. So, uh, you know, I get it back. So thank you guys. So Jay, why don't you tell us since you've been, uh, been on the show, you know, since last time, like update us, what's going on? Wow. So yeah. a, lot, <laughs> a lot has happened. So I've started a personal training business called proof of work fitness. You can find me on all social medias under the same name, proof of work fitness. The only thing that's different is on um, Snacker News, it's proof of work fitness and it's uh, underscores between the letters. But everywhere else, it's proof of work fitness. Wait, did someone already take proof of work fitness? No, I just wanted, I, I figured it would be easier for people to read if I did it that way. You know, you take the other one just in case. You're right. I should make another one. <laughs> Doppelganger. But yeah, so I mean, you got an app, right? And you've got. Yeah, yeah I, have a, I have an app. Uh, you can download it. It's on the App Store. You can find that on Google Play and the Apple App Store. It's under the same name, Proof of Work Fitness. You'll see a, a silhouette of a man that's got, you know, you know, Satoshius stacked is what I say yeah. on my, my TikTok. And he's got a B on his chest. And, you know, I just. He's a buff I, Bitcoiner. And you can actually just download the app. And there's some free resources on there where I go into detail about macronutrients, uh, nutrition topics for Bitcoiners. Uh, stuff about calories, alcohol, uh, stress reduction, sleep hygiene, and more stuff to come. I've I, uh, I've put a lot of time into this, and it's something I'm really passionate about. That's why I decided to start a company where I can help help Bitcoiners, you know, get in better shape and live healthier lives, so they can ultimately spend less of that Bitcoin uh, on healthcare. I mean, that's a great point because, in, especially in this country, the United States, healthcare is such a tremendous expense in the later parts of our lives. So you, uh, you're clearly very passionate about you know the well-being of Bitcoiners, and I, I really like that phrase that you have on your business card. It's like um, better money, better bodies. Yeah. So why don't you talk a little bit more about you know like this passion that you have about what? So I'm actually, um, you know, I'm actually a pharmacist, and I've been pharmacy manager for the past four years and I graduated pharmacy school in 2014 and you know when I started learning about Bitcoin one of the topics that come up is low time preference meaning that you know you're 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 saving money you're doing things so that you can have a better future a more prosperous future and so I feel like my role and what can, you know what I can do and how I fit in is I want to help Bitcoiners to keep that same low time preference energy that they have with their money towards their health and fitness. And that's why, you know, I started a company where I'm solely just focusing on that. And, you know, it's actually funny, like sometimes whenever you, whenever you think about things or, you know, manifest is something I'm, I've been learning more about. Like whenever you, whenever you manifest something, whenever you think about something, when you want something and you put it out to the universe, 
you can't really be picky about how it comes to you because, you <laughs> yeah. know, unless you're being very specific, that's why when you have a vision or a dream or a goal, or whatever, you need to be very specific about what you're thinking about and not just willy nilly because you may not always like what you get, but you know, that's what you got. And so this is something I wanted to spend more time on. I wanted to do, and I was always like, Oh, you know, like, you know, I, I, I see people, you know, whenever I'm, I'm at my, my, you know, the fiat mining job, you know, as a pharmacist and I was, I've had a lot of good yeah, mining job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, that's, that's what you do to, to, to earn more money, you know, earn more USD so that you can buy Bitcoin anyway. So one of the things that, you know, I'd always see is, you know, people would have like negative mindsets, have not taken care of their health, not sleeping good have bad relationships. And, um, you know, it's just, a. let's see, you know, like if you listen to, you know, certain Bitcoiners, they talk about, Oh, Fiat, you know, it just ruins everything, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, I'm, uh, I'm not really all negative like that. I'm more thinking about like, you know, well, we can all get better, you know, we can, and that's what the better money, better bodies, that can, that's where that kind of comes from. It's not, not trying to be better than anybody else, but just trying to be better than who you were yesterday. Like over time, your money, you know, gains in purchasing power. It's just how like you should hopefully be, you know, getting healthier over time. And you're not going to like slow the aging process, but you can definitely slow down like how fast that you deteriorate. Cause some people, you know, they get comfortable in life, they let themselves go. And especially this is one, one thing I started seeing when I would come to Miami is, you know, you'll see somebody that's, that's, you know, buku rich, they got, you know, millions and millions of dollars, maybe a billion. And they're riding around this super nice car. They got a nice young lady beside them, but then, you know, they're just not taking care of their health. And you're like, yo, like, you know, your body is your vehicle. Like you really, you want to take care of your body because that's the only place that you have to live. You know, you know, we don't have transplants and all this kind of stuff yet. So I just, yeah, you know, that's something that I see, I see coming in the future. Like, you know, what are you, what are you going to do? You have all this Bitcoin. You, you don't want to wait until Bitcoin is, you know, 200,000, a hundred thousand to start taking care of your health because health and the habits and the daily practices that you have, you know, those have compounding effects, just like the Bitcoins that you stack, you know, so just... Mm -hmm. Yeah, your health and also your relationships with people. Mm -hmm. Like we're social creatures no matter what. So yeah. you have shitty relationships with just random people or people who are supposed to be close to you, family, friends, whatever. That's going to take a toll. Yeah. You, know? and you need to be stressed out all the time. You can't enjoy your money. That's, that's one of the you know, topics that I have and, and one of the um, resources that I have on the app is a, a link to like a video about how to win friends and influence people. And that's basically just, you know, trying to help people to understand people better so you can understand what to expect and how that you can, you know, move around people and so that you can, I don't know, like get along better and, you know, voice your opinion in a way that doesn't ruffle somebody's feathers and where they just completely close off to you. You know, right. cause it's, it's my, my mama would always say you can, you can catch more flies with honey than you do vinegar. So that's always what I, how I've tried to, to, you know, form my interactions with people. Well, since you kind of steered it in this direction, I wanted to talk about something else that you also brought up, but you, you know, you bring up so many interesting different things. What are your opinions about this unnamed, uh, you know, shit coiner who came to brunch recently, who, uh, since you mentioned your grandma, 
Oh yeah. Um, you know, what, what are your kind of takeaways from that experience at this point? Because they've come twice now and you know, I feel like both times, I mean, the second time they didn't mention their, their crap coin at all. So that from at least in my presence. <laughs> so to me, that was kind of like an improvement, but what do you think? It's just really sad. And that's, that's why, you know, I'm so passionate about doing the Bitcoin education part is because once somebody starts going down the wrong rabbit hole and they start getting this stuff in their head, you know, it's, it's almost, it's so hard to undo. And it doesn't just apply to like the different crypto stuff. It also applies to, you know, the, the Q and on stuff and all these other conspiracies that are on the internet. Like when people start going down a certain rabbit hole and they start getting around other people that believe that way. And that kind of validates that whether it's true or, or it's not true. And it's just, it's so hard to, to undo. And so like you saw me, I, I spent way too much of my, my, you know, valuable time. Like, you know, time is the most scarce asset, <laughs> you know, it's something I say, time is the most scarce asset, but health is wealth. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I spent a lot of time t- trying to convince this lady that she may have been misled and that there are people. <laughs> she may have been, may have been so sweet. So sweet. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I was telling her, I was like, just think about it logically. And she was like, oh, I thought about it logically. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, so I, I guess you talked about it last week about, you know, was it this, green coin, something like that? It's, it's uh, a Bitcoin, Bitcoin code, BTCC. And so this genius, you know, quote unquote genius come out with Travis. a way to figure out <laughs> how to uh, how people can mine bitcoin with an nft and it doesn't require electricity all you have to do is like stake this nft in a, a, a pool or whatever that they control and it spits out these little bttc yeah, the computers don't have to be on right you know <laughs> and so while i'm trying to explain it to her you know how how bitcoin works and you know why it's decentralized and all this kind of stuff you know but like her name and her picture is on the website so like She's, she's in the first 8,000. She's oh, on the ground gosh. floor of this. She missed Bitcoin. Way now too invested. Right. And, and so yeah, I had to just agree to disagree and, you know, just try to, you know, like I said, keep, you know. You, what do you think was her purpose of being there? She was trying to get, you know, people in her chat room, trying to get people to follow her and then like pay a, like a membership or pay something so that they can, you can run your own miners. Cause these NFTs, she has, she had some that were a $500 miners. She, I think she had three or four that are 500 and she had like 10 or 12 that are $50 miners. And it's just an NFT of this, like, and, and they have names like GTX, whatever, like the, um, like the Bitcoin miners, like that, um, what's it? NVIDIA has like, it's got names like that. So, mm-hmm you know and and so she's in she's in uh, a woman of age and she she was telling me i was like you know you may have been misled she's like no i've i've watched hours of webinars and it's like (laughs) oh (laughs) fucking webinars like because they're so produced you know and so they get kind of like you know not all that glitters is good it reminds me of like these multi-level marketing schemes oh they're definitely multi-level marketing and another thing is like she pointed to this this article on coin market cap it was like you know and it took forever to find you know she had to give me the direct link because i couldn't just google it and find it Mm -hmm. and i was like doesn't this tell you something if this was such a great thing people would be ranting and raving about it right you you wouldn't have to find this one mention on coin market cap i was like by the way that anybody could write that they could pay to have this written you know but she's so invested and that's why we have to you know 
make the education more clear and direct and let people know that it's not too late to start saving in Bitcoin. That's the the take home message. Like it's not about the price. It's about, you know, storing your value and something that can't be easily created by someone else. And if, and if it, it any more is created, it's going to have a cost, a real world cost, you know, and that's, and, and, but explaining Bitcoin is very, you know, time <laughs> consuming and it's a lot to wrap your head around, but it's, it's worth it. And that's, that's what we endeavor to do with the educational nonprofit that we're going to start. Yeah, look, and it sounds like whatever she fell for is a lot more familiar to other scams in the past. So it's easier to understand. It sounds familiar. Like, oh, but it makes me money. Perfect. Yeah. And that's Versus the, changing is, your mindset. I wasn't really like emotionally ready for her to come and, and be scammed already, like pre-scammed. So I was kind of like, I was very thankful that Jay kind of took it on <laughs> to sort of try to. Now, if she goes broke, you're responsible for that. No, just so you know. no, but that's the whole thing is that, you know, like we, we don't want them to go broke on these stupid little things. And if we can try to save them from it, you know, that's what we try to do. That's what we try to do. Speaking of other depressing things. I mean, so Jay, I wanted to ask you, like, <laughs> did you see, you know, as a, working in the pharmacy industry, like, did you see the rise of these weight loss drugs? Oh, and then bro. what are your opinions about, you know, that versus proof of work? <laughs> the so, shots, as, as my friend calls them, the shots. <laughs> so, you know, these are, these, um, you know, these are tools, right? And they're GLP-1 agonists. So that basically, it mimics a hormone. So typically whenever you eat, you know, the, the, the GLP hits the receptors and then it makes you feel um, you know, it makes you feel full, makes you feel satiated, and then it helps to, um, you know, helps with the release of blood sugar and insulin and delays the insulin, all this kind of stuff. And it helps with that. Well, these do the same thing, but like synthetically. And so people are just doing the in injection and then noticing like, oh, I'm not as hungry. I don't have these cravings like I used to. And so it, you know, if, if people are doing the right things, as far as accompanying that with diet and exercise, you know, and they're, you know, so they're eating less. So if they're keeping up with their protein, like they're keeping their protein at a sufficient level to build and repair the muscles. And they're also doing some exercise because the resistance training helps to, to spare your muscles, even if you're in a caloric deficit, then that's a great thing, right? If they can build these habits up over time, because once you stop taking it, the drug stops working, you know? So there's been shortages because so many people are using it for not uh, diabetes, yeah. you know, cause it has been approved, um, it has been approved for weight loss. So it's, uh, there's Ozempic and then Manjaro and those are two different drugs, but they both do the same thing. And then there's another one, the same company that makes Ozempic also makes, um, what's called Wegovi. And you know, that's, Anyway, I'm not going to get all nerd on you guys yeah, about that. No, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we've heard a lot about on the podcast, but listen to No Agenda. Yeah, so. yeah. So, like, one is semaglutide, and that's the Wegovi and the Ozempic, and the other one is tirazeptide or whatever. It's it's kind of hard to say. And anyway, and that's the um, that's the Manjaro, and basically, but they, they they do the same thing. And if people aren't setting up, um, you know, these these better habits and, and, you know, practices and cause it's all about what you do every day, but it's just like once weekly injection. And so some people, since everybody's getting on it, uh, th there's been, you know, it's just like everything else after the, the pandemic, you know, it, it messed with like the, you know, production lines. And so now, you know, they're having trouble getting it to the pharmacies and getting it to the distributors. And, um, and so one of the things that's happening is, 
is people are gonna, you know, are like missing doses. Like, so oh, I'm supposed to take my dose and they're calling, you know, calling all the pharmacies trying to find this, this medication and they can't find it. And you know, that's, you know, it, it's, it's a problem for the people that actually have the diabetes, but it's also a problem for the people that are using this solely just for the weight reduction stuff. And so a lot of times what I started finding whenever I would be counseling people, whenever they pick up for a refill, I'm like, Hey, you know, is this, this been helping, you know? And they're like, yeah, you know, it started to, it was doing really good at first. I'm like, well, you know, are you doing, are you keeping up with your exercise? Are you keeping your, your protein up? all this kind of stuff. So are you, are you, you know, trying to learn better habits? Cause this is just a tool. Are you doing all these other things? And I've had say out of all those people that I've asked, I've had two or three people say yes, that they are doing these, you know, the habits and behaviors that's going to help them be successful after they stop the medication. A lot of people are saying, Oh, well, you know, I've had a craving for, for crackers now. You know, this one lady told me and I was like, what? Like, so she's just like, she's not eating as much, but what she does eat, she's eating just a, a bunch of crackers. Jesus Christ. You know, <laughs> so, and, and, and it's that, and that's just carbohydrates. And so that means she's losing weight, but she's also losing a lot of muscle. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and that's making, you know, and that's another problem. That's one of the things people notice that yeah. it seems like you're losing muscle mass right. just as much as fat mass. Right. And, and so that's, that's just not good because your muscle is metabolically active, meaning that your muscle burns calories. So, and it also, it stores glycogen. So whenever you're, whenever your glucose goes up or that's the storage molecule for that is called glycogen. And it's just a chain of different glucose molecules, which is the simplest form of, of the sugar. Anyway, that gets stored. That's your, that's your water weight. Right. Yeah. Cause it holds on to, to water molecules and, and stuff like that. And so it, it gets stored in, in your liver, but you know, that's only so big, but also your muscles. So people that have more muscle mass on them have more of a storage capacity for that glycogen. Hmm. And so if you're losing that muscle now you're going, that's going to be con- converted into fat, you know, quicker or, you know, then, then maybe it would otherwise, cause you don't, you only have so much to, you know, only have so many limited space to, to put it. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Interesting. So where, do, so where if you know, where does some of these other negative um, side effects come in? Well, I mean, the, the most common side effect is, is like nausea mm-hmm. and, and vomiting. And so some people they're having to take, you know, around the clock, uh, it's called on Dancitron or Zofran. A lot of people have probably heard of that. Yeah. But um, anyway, that's a, like a nausea medication. Sometimes they use it in cancer for, for whenever the drugs cause uh, cancer, but it's used a lot. It's, it's very common. And so people are having to take that, you know, around the clock because this drug lasts for a week, you know, and so it has a really long half-life. So if you're taking it and then, you know, you move up on a dose too quickly, or if maybe, maybe the, maybe like the, the middle dose that you were going to go to next wasn't available. So the doctors put you on the max dose because, you know, you wanted to go up and, you know, like the, your weight loss was slowing down and all that kind of stuff. Then, then you go up to the, to the next one, then now you're, you're sick all the time. So that's, um, that's, you know, that's an issue, but and there's other things, I guess, that are more severe and like some of it does, don't go away. I've only, I've only uh, heard of two people that, you know, have had like the long-term uh, nausea and, and vomiting uh, from that. Not, the, not necessarily the vomiting, but just where they feel uneasy and they feel queasy and that's just stayed with them. And it's been like a month or two since that. Most people, it's been pretty well tolerated. Oh, thank you for all that. I, I, I had no idea you were a pharmacist. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't really talk about it much because yeah. I'm I'm here for Bitcoin. <laughs> Whenever I'm at at the meetings and stuff like that. You yeah, see, I'll bring up the fact that I'm a yacht electrician at all Bur- the fucking time. Well, on the show, yes, because I mean, <laughs> I, I oftentimes use the show as a way to decompress 
from my work. But at brunch, I'll bring it up just so that people will know because usually they assume that I do something in Bitcoin. Right. Yeah. Me too. People always ask me and I would always kind of like, oh man, they're like, oh, what are you doing Bitcoin? And what are you doing in the space? I'm like, I'm a drug pharmacist. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, when people ask me what I do in Bitcoin, I'll just say like, well, I host a Bitcoin meetup. That's what I do in Bitcoin. Uh, So Jay, I I wanted to talk about some of the events that are coming up, but is there anything else you want to bring up before we talk about the, um, about like the events that are coming up? Yeah, I, I had like a little blurb prepared that I wanted to kind of talk to to people about. Well, this is a great moment to do that. Okay. Most people cannot lose weight. Let me rephrase. Most people can't lose weight doing the same things that cause them to gain weight. People get overweight by overconsuming calories above their caloric targets. Losing weight is not easy, but educating yourself on where calories come from will help you to lose the weight and keep it off. There are three macronutrients which come from plants and animal sources. Then there's alcohol. Protein and carbohydrates have four calories per gram. Then there's fats with nine calories per gram. Lastly, there's alcohol, which provides no nutritional benefit, but it does have seven calories per gram. Most people consume a mix of protein, fat, and carbs, which are important to fuel your body's functions. And adding up the total of these macros will give you a rough idea of how many calories you're consuming. I don't recommend drinking alcohol, but if you do and you want to keep losing weight, then you need to account for those calories within your caloric targets. Another time I can provide more value or information about caloric targets in a future appearance. Follow me on Instagram and all the social channels. Follow me on Noster and download the Proof of Work Fitness app for more educational nutrition information. All right. So Jay, um, he has been the unofficial official sponsor of Saturday Night Live for most of this year. So we're very patron saint of SNL. SNL. (laughs) Uh, So let's see. Real fast, since you mentioned those those different things, um, what are your opinion on sugar alcohols? So interesting. Sugar alcohol, like, like, you know, can like, you give me an example? Like those, those sugary like xylitol, xylitol. xylitol. Yeah, stuff had like yeah. virtually no calories, but yeah, I mean, sweeteners, artificial it, sweeteners. It's just an artificial sweetener. I mean, if we just look at it as artificial sweeteners as a whole, including like uh, sucralose and aspartame, they've been. I guess some studies have shown that they interfere with the microflora or the gut bacteria. Mm. Um, and so that could be something. And I know myself, like if I drink a lot of juice or something like that, that has a lot of the like sucralose, it does hurt my belly, but that's just like a temporary thing. And, uh, but there's also been studies that it can actually physiologically increase um, somebody's insulin response. Now I don't have the paperwork in front of me or anything. Like that. It's just something I've heard about. So like, you know, mind over matter. So like if your body's thinking that you're, that, you know, you're eating something sweet, you know, then it goes ahead and, and releases the insulin to try to, to capture that. But right. I, I mean, I, I've always used it myself and, you know, I don't have diabetes or prediabetes or anything like that. My A1C is, is good. My blood sugar stays at a, at a good level. And it has, I think used responsibly is, as in, you know, you know, you know, instead of having, you know, three Coca-Colas, you have three, you know, diet or Coke zeros, you know, all in all, that's, that's probably better for you. But, you know, I, I can't say for certain, you know, maybe, maybe it does do something to your, that gut bacteria that's detrimental because the, the gut bacteria affects your brain, affects a lot of stuff in your body. So I guess in the ideal world, it'd be better to just not have any, but 
you know. I remember when I was working overnight, you know, like it's like, it's just like physical work overnight for like eight, eight hours. And I would um, drink um, one of those bangs a night and just got you to the night. It was, it was great. But, and I'm thinking, oh, there's no sugar in this. So I'm, I'm, I'm not like, I'm not feeding the sweet tooth. But after time, I noticed that like, it's still hitting that sweet center in your brain. Mm-hmm. Right. And, then when, you, and then when you don't have it, you're still like, oh shit, I need a fucking bang. So <laughs> yeah, it was just, you know, there's also the caffeine in there. It's a huge dose of caffeine. It's 300 milligrams. Yeah. But I'm a caffeine head. So 300 yeah, so is like he a normal day for he me. He wasn't missing caffeine basically. Like yeah. By not drinking the bang, he was still drinking coffee. Right. So that wasn't the problem. The yeah, problem so, was that. So I, I definitely <laughs> avoid as much as I can all that shit. Cause it's just like, it's still hitting that, even though it's not sugar, it's still hitting that part of your brain. And it's just like, you want the fix. I, I, I don't really like the, the flavors on Bang, but I do like, I do like. Um, <laughs> the Miami Cola was so the one that sponsored. So yeah. Bang, I, you can go ahead and send some packs to I like, I like Celsius. Growth. If you're going to sponsor Celsius, send me Celsius, some, some you can also yeah. send packs. some packs to Bitcoin Grove. Uh, address yeah. will be somewhere. That's what I currently drink too, yeah, Celsius. All right. But for the most part, just cold brew. So let's uh, wrap the show up soon. I, I want to talk about some events because we're how, how are we doing on time? How long has this show gone? So uh, one minute, five seconds. An five hour, minutes. five minutes. <laughs> okay, five so minutes. we're doing good on time then. All right. So tomorrow after brunch, we're going to be going to Earthenus Farms as a field trip. So Earthenus Farm is a, is a farm in like urban Miami. So I've heard about it. I, I don't really remember what I've heard about it. So that should be an interesting little experience after brunch to go and visit that. Um, and then uh, a few weeks from now on the 9th, we're going to have Bitcoin Field Day and Jay is actually organizing that. So why don't you give a little shout out or a little plug or something? Bitcoin yeah, was, Field Day. Yeah, I was uh, I was hoping I would get a chance. So Bitcoin Field Day, the Bitcoin Field Day extravaganza held on December 9th from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. at the David T. Kennedy Park located at 2400 South Bayshore Drive in Miami, Florida, 33133. Join us for an action-packed afternoon of fitness and fun. Featured competitions, three-legged race, sack races, tug-of-war, relay, relay race, frisbee, and, you know, we have enough people, which would be cool. We could, you know, we could do soccer. We could do basketball. There's some other, like, games. You know, I've got a, a thing where we, you carry the, the spoon with the egg on it. <laughs> runs, you know, we can do some push-up contests and a pull-up contest. I, say, I just don't want to say you that too much because I don't want to. I don't want to scare people off. This is but, only a um, two-hour event. As long How as you're not participating, <laughs> <laughs> but, it's unfair. Um, Conflict of interest. Anyway, embrace the Bitcoin fit lifestyle. Let's balance our portfolios and our fitness. Don't miss out on this epic event. The revolution is both digital and physical. Hey. We'll see you there at Bitcoin Field Day. Hashtag Bitcoin Fitness. Yeah, nice. Very nice. Um, so then the next day, so that's on a Saturday, 12-9. Oh, next- sorry. One, one last thing. Yeah. Um, you can go to um, my, my website is, is a proofofwork.fit. And people that do attend where I'm trying to work out something, somebody they're making a, a proof of attendance token. And, and you know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Somebody offered to make it for free in a Bitcoin community. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. <laughs> anyway. And I said, so if, um, 
you know, or if I just, you know, jot it down, if I remember you there, it's 10% off personal training services uh, or for a personal training service package with attendance. And if you combine that with the 20% off for paying in Bitcoin, Ooh. that's a total of 30% off for a personal training package. And then there's an Eventbrite. If you check out, check out the Telegram, you'll see it there. So and, uh, you can send us the link. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's perfect because hopefully we'll, we'll have the show up before the field day. Don't wait until new year's to start getting fit yeah people don't wait and so last question what is that giant thing there it's a battery oh, it's a battery it's just a battery with like instead of having a you know yeah so it's it's a battery that can charge you know really fast and it holds a lot so that i can let's say if i want to keep this in my car for a week you know i can keep it in my car for you know a week three or four days whatever without having to recharge it. Cause I had one that I would always take to brunch with me, but I had to charge it like every day or two. So the case, the, the outer like, plastic is clear. That's right. what chimp is getting it's all destroyed. It's called Geek. And right now they're on sale on Amazon for like only $159. We're not sponsored. <laughs> We're not sponsored. You can go ahead and send them to Bitcoin Grow of all these chargers that you want. Could you spell that? S-H-A-R Geek. Storm 2? Storm 2, yeah. Oh my God. Because I've been, I've been looking for one. So. Well, they're on sale. And, um, Cyber Monday deal. And so what the, but the thing though with this is, is what I learned is you want to make sure that the cord that you get can, can spit right. it out. Like I think it, it, this goes up to 150. Spit it out, yo. Um, and you, so you don't want the cord to be a limiting factor. Yeah. So there's that. And yeah, I've definitely learned that not all cords, cables are made same. All right. So the day after the Bitcoin field day, we're going to have Bitcoin for beginners after brunch here at Bitcoin Grove. So that'll be our like inaugural session, although it'll still kind of be like a sort of a, a practice run. Um, so that's, you know, I love how they market this. The world's first see through battery pack <laughs> with IPS screen. And then the uh, final event is going to be the fruit and spice park field trip on the 16th of December. So that's in Homestead and Fruit and Spice Park is having like a winter adventure something or other. So they're going to have um, like fruits that we can try and there's going to be food trucks. So if anyone wants to participate in that, that event starts at 10 a.m. Um, some of us are going to be carpooling. So I think we'll be, uh, you know, I'll be carpooling. I've got space for three people, at least in my car. So yeah, those are the upcoming events and related to Bitcoin Grove. I'm excited about that. So, uh, Jay, any closing um, words, any plugs, anything that you want to leave uh, the internet with from this episode? Don't let not having enough time be what's holding you back from doing your workout. If you work from home or you work for somebody else, you can do lunges to and from your car. You can do stand-up sit-downs whenever you get up from your couch. You can do push-ups leaned against a table or a wall. You know, you can find a way to do it and you just need to start wherever you're at, even if it's just a little bit, even if it's one set, just do two or three minutes worth of, of exercise, even 30 seconds, whatever it is, do that and just be consistent with it. And then over time, you're gonna find reasons, you're gonna find the time to do more. Stack sats, get fit. Stack sats. Get fit. <laughs> yeah, so Anything thanks. you want to leave the internet with, Captain Brunch or CB? No, I just hope everyone is having a wonderful life because it's a wonderful life. And, uh, you know, going to be a lot more to talk about. We've got uh, Judina from the Miami Ooh. Bitcoin design community coming on the show next week to talk about that and other things. Uh, so look forward to that. And um, 
you know i went to their last meeting and it was really good yeah you know it's it's cool knowing like there's a whole team of people just working on bitcoin design stuff nice that's cool well i can't wait to talk to judino this is the 25th of november 2023 i'm captain brunch and this is chimp signing out peace peace